0: Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Best Scott B, my name is Luke Catford, I'm your host today, this is episode 10 of The episode
1: Best Scott. Episode
0: 10. Episode 10. Interesting,
1: interesting, it's come around quite quick, has not
0: it? We've hit double figures.
1: Double figures, I love that, I can't wait for the triple figure one though.
0: Triple figures, are we going to do a live podcast? I don't know, I don't no, know I don't if have the I'm brave on. enough
1: to do that yet, I don't know if I'm brave enough.
0: <clears throat> anyway, the person you can hear alongside me, I'm sure you all know him very, very well, Mr. Joe Massey. Hello. How are you? I'm all right, mate. I'm all right. I'm absolutely exhausted, to be honest.
1: Tough um, Christmas
0: and New Year's for you.
1: It's been so busy. It's just football, 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 isn't it? Um, oh, mate,
0: there's no break. Which
1: is, it? is brilliant. It's absolutely amazing. But yeah, I'm just, I'm just tired. I'm a tired man. My little girl was up to two a.m. I was playing football manager till midnight. You know, when I'm with my mate, and you know, you're like, just one more game, just one more game. It was really like that. Can't
0: um, end on a draw or defeat, can you?
1: Um, no, I actually it was continuously winning. I won every single game last night. I'm manager of Chester. There's <laughs> nothing oh, really? more boring than someone's football manager story. So I won't oh, go no on about it. No I, I
0: love listening to football manager stories. But when you
1: just don't want to give up because you're still winning. And you, know, you think sometimes if I if I reload it now, like the next time I reload, I won't be winning every week. So mm. I didn't want to stop. And then literally I was about to shut my laptop and my little girl started crying. So she was up till two. And then... It's just been relentless. It's just been so much football, so I'm exhausted. I wasn't expecting this podcast today. You threw it on me this morning when you walked in.
0: <laughs> I, did, I did wait. I, I saw you sit down. I was like, oh, I'll leave in five minutes. But it was just minutes. five minutes. Uh, and then I came over, Joe, uh, what are you doing today, mate? And you were just like, work. And I was like, Podcast?
1: Wasn't um, thrilled, was I was
0: like. You weren't thrilled, but you're doing it. But I'm doing
1: it. But I'm doing it. I'm happy to be doing it. It's just so much on. But yeah, exhausted, tired, but so much to talk about Warsaw Wise. It's been crazy. Um, but we'll get into that, won't we?
0: We will do after we talk, we've done some New Year's chat. What did you say? Oh, this is the banter e? section. I don't actually label it banter like Nathan Judah. I actually put intro. And then I I have the subjects which I'm talking about. So one of them was Good Christmas. We discussed that briefly. <laughs> uh, I was going to ask you about the presents you got, but you, you actually covered that in the last podcast. I did,
1: yeah, my pre-Christmas. Yeah, yeah you're, Christmas of pre- my mum. Yeah.
0: But I tell you what, you got a gift which uh, I would have loved, that little Nintendo. Super Nintendo, brilliant oh, present, hey, isn't it? Great, great gift, that.
1: But, um, I haven't played on it yet, because as yeah. everyone knows, I'm staying with my in-laws at the minute, still there, <laughs> um, and I feel like I can't sell it up on their TV. I feel like after taking over their living room, I can't go that one step further and sell it up. But... That's, I a mean, you might, you might as well kick him out of their bed if you're to do that. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So in a couple of weeks, it's, it's going to be Mario Kart round the clock, um, in between football manager, of course. But yeah, so yeah, great present. New Year's well. good. Yeah, it's all right. Um, just like when you get to my age, when you're an old man like me, it's just with a family, board games, trivial pursuit... Um, watching Jules Holland on TV and then to be honest it sounds sad but all I was thinking about was Charlton on New Year's Day
0: oh of course you were
1: um, long trip to London well not a long trip to London is it but getting a train down to London, long was... enough
0: on New Year's Day
1: mate well I kind of knew what was coming um, on the morning so I knew there was going to be um, potential signings potential departures so it was a busy day and then obviously the game
0: as well I know there was Potential signings, potential departures, you had to get me up at 10 o'clock to do it.
1: I did. I like yeah. roped you in to help, didn't I? Yeah, I yeah, to get yeah, it all online. Because yeah. I wasn't sure about was the signal on the train, you say So I wasn't sure if I could actually get it on the website. But.
0: I, I got told, uh, I think it was <clears throat> quarter to 11 on New Year's Eve, I think, that I had to be working at 10am the next day. Was that Judah texting yeah, me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's nice, I got, I got a message off Nathan. I was like, oh, Nathan's texting me, he must be wishing me a happy New Year's. No, mate, two, two Warsaw stories to throw up on the next day. I was like, all right, okay, what what time? Uh, 10 o'clock, 10.15. Oh, lovely from Nathan, that. Yeah. Impeccable planning from your boss, as always. As always. <laughs> but no, let's talk about the Saddlers, Joe, shall we? Cause banter before. over. Banter. The banter has ended, and it, it has ended. Um, let's talk, let's do as we ordinarily do. So I'm going to discuss each game with you. There's been a lot since we last did a podcast. Uh, and you're going to give me a rating on the game okay okay so the first one uh, we're doing it in chronological order so the furthest one away Warsaw won Peterborough won uh, looking back and looking at the teams I thought that was a good result but should they have had more
1: yeah uh, we'll rattle through them quickly because there has been a lot of games that Warsaw were absolutely brilliant um, no two ways about it they played really 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 well Peterborough bang average they've played them at a good time they're, they've, they're actually not in the playoffs now they're 7th I think mm. um which considering the start of the season they made is pretty remarkable. But Walsall absolutely did a job on them. Um, they were by far the better team, but with this Walsall team at the moment, every week something isn't right. If they defend well, which I did at Peterborough, they don't take the chances they score. They don't take the chances don't score the chances they create, sorry. Um another another week they just defend badly. And at, at Peterborough they played all over the pitch, they played very well, except in that final third where they just need to be more clinical. They missed. So many good chances. I mean, it was chance after chance after chance. Um, I think it was, that was a late penalty, wasn't it, for Luke Leahy? Is that right? Maybe. Yeah. Um, so yeah, double check that. But yeah, it was. Um, <clears throat> and uh, yeah, just absolutely like unbelievable. Um, yeah, and it, it, they should have. they Absolutely should have won the game. There's no two ways about it. Ivan Tony scored for Peterborough. Thinks it was a foul on Liam Roberts. Keith said afterwards it was a foul on Liam Roberts. So. Look, if they play like that every single week, they'd probably be competing in the top six. They were that good, yeah. um, but they've got to take a chance as they didn't, and they got held um, to a 1-1 draw.
0: That's it. The the issue is, if you play like that every week, you'll be fine. But they're not playing like that every week, are they?
1: Um, no, they're not. And they're so Jekyll and Hyde at the minute, it's ridiculous. It's not even like, it's not funny how Jekyll and Hyde they are. They're not. There's no middle ground with them at all. They're not... They're never six out of ten or seven out of ten. Mm. At the moment, it feels like they're they're sort of eight out of ten or three out of ten. And at times, that three out of ten is being kind. Um, when you think back to the Bradford um, second half at Bradford, I mean first half at Bradford, they were all right, but second half absolutely dreadful. Um, and then is, was Bristol Rovers after Peterborough? Is that yeah, right? Yeah,
0: yeah, it was. We'll get onto that one.
1: Um, and yeah, I mean Bristol Rovers, they were absolutely dreadful. Um, Against a team that are in the relegation zone, like Bradford were when they played Bradford, and there was only one team that was going to win that game—Bristol Rovers from the first kick to the last kick—with a better team. Walsall won in the game, really. Uh, on Boxing Day as well, you just think, "Wow!" Like it's a, home, as a well. home game, like you've got, to... and they were just—they were dreadful. And that's not there's just no other way to say it. They just were not good enough at all. It was a really, really poor showing, just like it was at Bradford earlier in the month.
0: All right, before before we keep talking about Bristol Rovers, give me a score from the Walsall Peterborough game out of ten.
1: Out of ten, performance wise, they deserve it was it was. If the performance was an eight or a nine, you have to take a mark off for mm. that. So performance was eight and a half. I know I'm being difficult there, but we're taking a point off and putting it seven and a half because they didn't take the chances.
0: Fair, but i tell you what it wasn't fair for the for the fans who did make it to the banks on Boxing Day. Was that 3-1 defeat? No. Bottom of the table, you've got to be getting a result at home on Boxing Day. Was it just a matter of too much turkey the day before? I
1: don't know what it was. I mean, there was a little bit of talk afterwards. Um, Walsall beat Bristol Rovers 1-0 um, away this season. Kieran Morris scored in stoppage time, practically with the last kick of the game. There's, the guy's in charge of um, Bristol Rovers at the minute, caretaker, I think his name's Graham Coulihan or something, I can't remember, but... He was not happy with Walsall's celebrations that day. They were sort of Mm. banging on the door. He turned around and said post-match they celebrated as if they won the World Cup. I think there was a little bit of revenge afoot. They were not happy Bristol Rovers um, with how Walsall celebrated that day. But even so, like, it's it's professional football at the end of the day. Like, you've got to give everything. And they've just got to perform better than they did um, that day. they were dreadful.
0: This is the thing. I don't get that, right? If you score a last-minute winner, of course you're going to celebrate like you've won a World Cup. Because it's... An emotional game. I
1: can't stand people who don't like celebrating. I don't get it. Like that's what that's what the game's about, isn't it? That is what you are in football for—to enjoy those moments. And what's better than a last-minute winner. There's literally nothing better than a last-minute winner, is
0: there? No, there's nothing better unless unless you're coming from like a goal down, <clears throat> um, uh, and you you get a last-minute winner. That's, I mean,
1: yeah. And Morris's goal wasn't like it wasn't like it was the second minute of like four minutes added on, and he scored. It was like the last kick, pretty much. It was like <laughs> Bristol Rovers could kick off. And then they had 20 seconds to find an equaliser or something. So you're going to go mental for that, aren't you? Absolutely yeah. mental. Away from home as well. Um, away from home, yeah, exactly. yeah. Um, and like, I just think people, people who moan about celebrations, I mean, get over it. What? What? Otherwise, what's the point in this game? This is why we love football, isn't it? Because it is so emotional, because it can produce such dramatic moments. If you're going to moan about celebrating, go and play another
0: sport, I think. Oh, tell, go, tell me about go it. Go and play rugby. This is it. it. To me, that strikes him as someone who's a little bit bitter at the point of the, the time, you know, because no one likes their own team being scored against, even if you're a fan of a team and you see someone scoring the 94th minute, it is a sickener, Yeah, you know what I mean? And you, maybe he is trying to take something out, you know, to whoever's asked the question and he's like, oh, you know, he's just never going to, he's never going to give it to him. you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, yeah, probably. I think actually in football, I always say this in football, the highs never match the lows. Like, mm. when you win a game... You kind of just think that's par for the course, don't you? Like, yes, we won, brilliant. Yeah. Then you go home and get on with your day, and then. But when you lose a game, you're absolutely devastated. Like it yeah. doesn't it doesn't equal out. Yeah, it ruins, your weekend, yeah, it ruins it? your weekend, doesn't it? So like, it doesn't equal out. But I think maybe like a last kick of the game, like winner, that kind of is equal because the joy mm. is kind of matched by the despair, isn't it? You are devastated if you can see like like that. So. Maybe that's why he was so annoyed. But, and he probably obviously would have been devastated when Morris did score. So, But yeah, pe- people in football don't moan about celebrating because that's, what, we all, that's what, we, what we're there for, aren't we? All you want as a fan is to be in the away end in the 94th minute and your team just stick the ball in the back of the net and win 1-0, isn't it? That is when you can really lose your head. So. That's it. I don't think anyone should moan at that.
0: What's <clears> the best winner <throat> you've ever seen?
1: Oh, best win I've ever seen. Um, I don't know. Probably, mate, I mean, it's only recently. but Dobson? Probably, Dobson, Northampton, yeah, probably. Yeah, it will be that won't no? it? That was pretty special, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, you've put that in my head, actually. I've forgotten about that. I was going to go Luke Leahy against Coventry. Oh, that was good as well. That was good as well. But Is that when
0: he ran and got the penalty as well? Yeah, when he Robs ran and got
1: the yeah, ball off yeah, all the strikers. Yeah, that, was, that was quality. Um, but yeah, of course it's Dobson. Yeah, Dobson, yeah. Dobson, that was such a big goal, was That was pr- pretty mental. Yeah, we're not putting Luke Leahy's goals to Titanic music. Like we were with Dobson, so yeah, yeah, I think we'll go Dobson. Yeah,
0: good shout at That all right, okay, uh, give me dare I ask a score for that game
1: out of ten,
0: out of ten, two, a three, because we scored.
1: they got a them three. Uh,
0: Warsaw 2, Luton 2. Um, bit of a sickener later on, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, Is is there a game in between Luton and Charlton? I can't remember off the top of my head. No. No, so we'll talk about them together, if that's all right. Um,
0: I mean, fine, just, just tear up my segment, mate. Oh,
1: sorry, is that not all right? <laughs>
0: no, no, it's fine, it's fine.
1: Um, we'll start with Luton. Ah, uh, oh, so frustrating. They arrived, Just if you just take a League One form, um, it's even better when you look at all competitions, but in terms of League One... They arrived having won 10 of their last 11 games. And the one they didn't win was a draw against Rochdale. I mean, you could make a case that they were the most informed team in the country. They were certainly the most informed team in League One. Mm. By by a country mile, they were the most informed team in League One. But you can make a case they're the most informed team in the country. They have done fantastically, fantastically well, Luton. They've got a lovely way of playing. They They play with this diamond formation that ripped Saddlers to shreds at Kenilworth Road mm. it really did a job on them it was pretty much doing a job on everyone it looks like yeah. um, with the way they're going in League One so Walsall kind of I asked Keats afterwards about that game at Kenilworth Road and did he match them up in a diamond because of it and he basically said yes they went man for man with them because they were they were they did, did, did have rings run around them at Kenilworth Road and it worked an absolute treat Walsall's plan mm. Um it really, really did. They 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 just they just did exactly what you'd expect when two teams match each other up. They just they won their every player won their individual battle, if yeah. you like. Um, <clears throat> Joe Edwards first start since um doing that horror injury, ACL against Blackburn, I think, back in February. He was fantastic in the middle of the park. Dobson's sitting at the base, Liam Kinsella so much energy. Josh Gordon, I think Josh Gordon's actually found a position at the tip of a diamond. I think he's suited to play in there. And also, went 2 0 up, and they absolutely deserve to be 2 0 up. Um, there was no question about that. Luton have had, have got back into the game through slightly fortuitous circumstances. A, a lad's had a shot from um, the edge of the box. It is deflected to James Collins in the box. I mean, it could have gone anywhere, yeah. but it's fallen for James Collins. He's turned really well, fired through the legs of Liam Roberts 2 1. Um, and then the what happened from that just sums up Walsall in so many games this season. For the next 25 minutes, they were relatively comfortable. They were, they were okay. They, like, it looked like they were going to hold on for, for, a, for a very, very good win. Mm. Five minutes of stoppage time goes up. To me, there was never five minutes of stoppage time. I said to Tom Leach, he was there at the game, I said, do you think it'll be three or four? And then it went up and it was five. Um, and then lo and behold... John Guffrey actually what we should say before we go to that Morgan Ferrier gets the ball in a 93rd minute and instead of running to the corner he decides to take on two defenders
0: classic it, Morgan uh,
1: classic Morgan it's just not it was just such bad game management he should have just wasted time should have just ran to the corner and ran down some 30 seconds he didn't do it Josh Cinelli did something really similar um, against Sunderland um, earlier in the season So that's put Walsall, it's given the ball back to Luton. They've gone up the other round. John Goffrey's been penalised for a foul that was never a foul. They've won a free kick. This led to a corner. Um, And then in the 95th minute, they've turned the ball home. Um, And it was just so Walsall at the minute because they deserve deserve to win the game. Mm. Um, They absolutely deserve to win the game. They deserve to win Luton's run. They showed there... That they are as good as anyone in the league against Luton. and Luton have been fantastic. Walsall showed they were as good as them and they basically threw it away. Um, and there's been so many times this season now where Walsall have literally had points in their hands and they've just let them just drop them through their fingers. There's hmm. so many points, um, they should have, there's so many games where they should have more points, but that was just a prime example of them. I don't know what the word just. Missed opportunity, not not bottlenecks. I don't think they do bottleneck, but just having it, just letting something slip through the grasp, really, it was a real, real shame.
0: Where would they be if they didn't drop all these points? You reckon
1: well, a lot I at the table. I mean, it, it, I can't remember the games now off the top of my head. Sunderland was one of them, mm. and when Max Powell was sent off, of course, and they were tuning up against Sunderland, pegged back um, to 2 2. Um, Luton is a big one it's off, off, off the top of my head. I can't remember some of the others, but they have dropped so many. But I mean, the Peterborough game is a crack is a cracking example because mm. they absolutely battered them. Um, they absolutely battered them, and they've drawn one one. I mean, there there's six points straight away off the top yeah. of your head. There's six more points they should have. I don't know off the top of my head where that would put them in the table, but I mean, I'm sure it would fire them up towards the echelons of sort of like ninth or tenth or something like that, and yeah. very very comfortable. Uh, but. They just do it all the time. They, they they somehow manage to snatch a draw or snatch a defeat from the draws of victory.
0: Yeah, you're about to break down here. I actually.
1: am devoured. I'm absolutely <laughs> devastated. I'm so frustrated. It's ridiculous.
0: Feels like a loss when it happens, doesn't it? Yeah, well,
1: <clears throat> yeah. I think that did, that one that one did feel like a loss, and um, yeah, Sunderland felt when that was a draw, that really, really felt like a loss. Luton, you, you couldn't not be encouraged because the performance was so good, um, but but it was really, really disappointing. Yeah, it did, did feel like a
0: loss. All right, give me a score out of 10.
1: Seven, and that's kind of being kind again because if they'd won... It's, the thing with Luton is there's a lot of criticism after Luton, but I know it's a big, big if, but if they just didn't score from that corner, everyone's raving about them and because mm. Luton did score from that corner everyone's hammering them there's no middle ground so I feel like seven you've got to remember that the performance was very good um, and bar an absolutely almighty goalmouth scramble at the end Walsall defended well they played well so I'd say seven
0: seven alright and lastly um, Charlton's who also won uh, New Year's Day I mean a bit of a shocker in the first half wasn't it
1: so I wrote it in my report and I wanted to ask Dean Keats about it afterwards. I only really wanted to ask him one question and it was, does that game sum up Warsaw's season? Mm. Um, and he said, absolutely. There's no other way to look at it. Um, <clears throat> just dreadful, the opening eight minutes. <laughs> just so bad. What are they thinking? Morgan Ferrier, simple pass to George Dobson, doesn't make it. Um and then it goes to Tarek Fosu, he slips in, uh, Carlin Grant, 1-0. Like, and Wolfsburg actually started okay the first three or four minutes, but then they're 1-0 down. Then unbelievably, they're 2-0 down. Um, just ball bounces in the middle of the park. It's allowed to go wide. Um, I think it was Ben Reeves sent across. across Liam Roberts comes to get it. He got it ahead of Lyle Taylor, but... Jack Fitzwater was judged to have pulled him back. It was, a, I think, it was a really, really soft pan. Mm. I thought it was soft at the time. Looking back on it, I think it's soft. I think it easily couldn't have been. It, most most players would have got away with that. I think. Yeah. Um, but the bottom line is, it was a penalty, and you just think, oh my god. As Dean Keats had they didn't give them a chance to win the game. Didn't mm. give themselves a chance to win the game. Um, You've
0: left yourself in a massive mountain to climb at two 0 I mean, regardless of the team you're playing and who you are.
1: Well, Luke Charlton. I've got the second best home record in the division only Luton have got a better home record mm. so you've given yourself a massive mountain to climb against a team that's in the top six against a team that I harp on about him all the time has got the best striker in the league up front and Lyle Taylor We've got players like Tarek Fosu Ben Reeves I mean these are good 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 players um, that's just, it's just absolutely ridiculous and and People are hammering Walsall's defence and Keats comes in for a bit of criticism. But what on earth could he do about that? There's you no, can't manage you mistakes. You can't manage mistakes. And I think that's been a lot of Walsall's season so far. In 99 times out of 100, Ferrier makes that pass. Mm. Um, and it, that changes everything. Um, it's just... There's absolutely nothing you can do about it. So, first 10 minutes, absolutely shocking. The next 10 minutes... Walsall lost their way. You could see um, they were low on confidence. Understandably, they were 2 0 down of a mountain to climb. Charlton started popping it around them quite well, um, but huge, huge credit to Walsall. From then on, they they regrouped. Um, they they found their, they almost found their system again. As strange as that sounds, they, they've worked. They've rediscovered what they had to do in that system. Mm. Um, finished the half really, really strongly. Um, Josh Gordon's had one off the line second half they score in after a couple of minutes Andy Cook, brilliant goal 11th for the season for him lovely turn, lovely finish and for um, the next 40 minutes they dominated a Charlton side um, who um, like we say were chasing the playoffs Um, so and they really, really, really were good um, in that second half also but they couldn't get an equaliser. They're just basically giving themselves too much to do. Um, individual errors, cheap errors, sloppy errors, whatever you want to call them. They're giving them too much to do. And that is why they lost the game. Um, ridiculous.
0: Simple enough there, isn't it? I mean, is there stuff to take from the second half, though? Because it was promising performance second half.
1: Yeah, the, like this is the thing. Like There is stuff to take from that second half. But there's stuff to take from the Peterborough game. There's stuff to take from the Sunderland game. There's stuff to take from... The Luton game, there's mm. there's constantly things to take. Uh, the reason why I get so frustrated and the reason why Walsall fans get so frustrated is because, hand on heart, I genuinely believe Walsall are as good as anyone in League One. Anyone. Mm. On their day. On their day, they're as good as anyone. It's only really Portsmouth away and Luton away w- w- where they were like really, really outplayed. Bradford and Bristol Rovers were disasters um, and there'll be reasons for that. But <clears throat> there's no, I think Doncaster's sick at the moment. I think they are. There's absolutely no reason why Walsall couldn't be sick like Doncaster I mean, yeah. don't get me wrong, 10 teams in League One will feel like that. There's everyone in League One will feel like they can, if they stick a run together, they can do it. Coventry will feel that way, for example. Um, but that's why it's just so annoying because... Yes, there will be positives from that second half, but there's it's no good carrying on like this. There's no good carrying on mm. being brilliant one week and and dreadful the next, especially when when you're brilliant, you're not winning the games. Yeah, um, and they didn't they didn't beat Peterborough and they didn't beat Luton, but they played very well. So that that is a worry for me.
0: They don't like a day on the calendar, do they? Walsall. I mean, losing on Poxing Day and then losing on New Year's Day.
1: Mm. You just think like that annoys me as well you think they should like Boxing Day at home really annoys me don't lose at home on Boxing Day for me put, nah um, New Year's Day mm-hmm. Charlton away at the Valley it's not, easy, it's not an easy game but I know it's easier to easier say than done not to lose at home but it's just it's just disappointing
0: yeah alright give me a score line for that last game
1: so Walsall's second half performance yeah 9 9 at 10 essentially they won the second half 1-0 and dominated
0: yeah First half performance, of two. So split it down the middle, what does that make?
1: I don't know, maths not very good.
0: Like, am like guessing like a 5.7 5. 5. 5. 5. or something? Yeah. I, don't I don't know. So let's, let's say a 5.5. Six. 5. Six. Yeah. Six. Okay. Well, at least it's January. Yeah. Joe. And we all know what January <clears throat> means. means we can dream of massive signings. Got one already. Gone already, indeed. <coughs> but let's let's start with the departures. Okay. Shall we do that?
1: Yeah, let's go departures first. Uh,
0: the first one, um Josh Ginelli.
1: Yeah. Sad seem go. Very, very sad. Um actually. Uh, Josh Ginelli is like a man who's eluded me throughout my career. <laughs>
0: he
1: um when he was at, I covered Shrewsbury when he was at Shrewsbury I never got to speak to him. Then he joined Morsel on loan, never yeah. got to speak to him. Um, and then he rejoined Wilson on a permanent day and i finally got to speak to him um, yeah. and i was really 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 impressed with him um really really good talk a real nice lad very very switched on for his age 21 years old but very very switched on um and was i a little bit surprised he got this move i was if i'm honest mm. um i think for the He's been good from the moment he rejoined. I think he's been very good. He works damn hard. Um,
0: is, is he championship good, though?
1: I think he's definitely got the potential to be. I think if you if you took his performances over the last six weeks, if they were over 18 months or a year, definitely yes. My, six,
0: six weeks to 18 months, though. Is, is a big gap.
1: I think he was good when he joined Walsall. When this season he started well, he worked very, very hard. I think over the last six weeks he took his performances to another level. To me, he looked like he'd grown in belief. He looked like he believed he was a very good League One winger now. I think mm. he really blossomed from those from those first couple of months of the season. On the back of that, he's now got to move to Preston. He's in the Championship. It it does it does seem early to me, but. That's no disrespect to him. He can absolutely step up, I think. He's definitely got the potential to. It's going to be interesting to see if he does. I think he really needs to play. Mm. That's going to be the big thing for him. I think if he plays, he'll adapt and grow, just like he has at Walsall. If he's in and out of team, if he's on the bench, I think it might be a different story. But really, really disappointed to see him go, because I think he was, like I say, developing into a real top League 1 winger. And he is a smashing lad, and he gets on fantastically well with Luke Leahy on that left, both in terms of their friendship and how they play together. So I think it's a really, really big loss for Walsall, um, wish, but wish him all the best. And he it, The truth is, on Walsall's wages, when you get the offer of a championship club, you cannot turn it down, mm-hmm. uh, and, that, and that's one, that'll be one of the reasons why he's gone.
0: Yeah, and Preston as well. It's worth saying that they're, they're good at finding these gems of players who were maybe looked down on by other teams. I mean, they've they've done it with, uh, I think it's Daniel Johnson, Callum Robinson. They've really developed them into really good players. And if they can do that with Josh Janelli, then it works for everyone, really. Um, any ideas on the fee? Uh, listed as undisclosed, as always.
1: I'll be, <clears throat> I've got absolutely no idea of the fee. I have heard... Just on the grapevine i 've heard as little as fifty grand oh wow, and i've heard as much as three hundred k and i can't get anywhere i i haven't got the truth is it'll be somewhere between those figures, but I genuinely genuinely don't know what it is um but i don't I think it'll be lower I think it'll be towards the lower end because he was mm. out of contract in the summer. A few fans disappointed that he was only offered a one year deal, but I think had to offer offered a one year deal He was a gamble in the summer for Warsaw Josh yeah. he come from been released from Burnley. He was in and out at Tranmere a bit last season, um, who were in the National League, of course. So <clears throat> um, it was a bit of a gamble signing this summer. That's why I say I do think he's grown into this belief. I think his belief has grown um, since, he's, since he's joined the club. But unfortunately, that's the way it goes, I'm afraid. Yeah, I think, I think it'll be low. But hopefully, it'll be like, I'd like to think it was around 100k, but I genuinely don't know. <clears throat> I
0: suppose a big question fans will be asking about that then is, is will it be reinvested?
1: Keats has said he's got money to spend. Um, he also he's also says it's a bit of a false market in the sense that prices in January are really high, as they um, always are in January. As they always are, and we all know he's not flush with cash. but Let's be honest. If 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 he's given all the money, it's not going to be a lot, is it? Um, yeah. So he's he's always going to be shopping really for bargains, it's whether he gets the Janelli money or not.
0: <clears throat> yeah. Um, other departures, kind Ronan back to Wolves. Did he really fit in at Um,
1: Walsall? I was talking to Tim Spears today about this, our Wolves correspondent. um, Because I think everyone who has watched Conor Ronan and everyone who's interviewed him has got a bit of a soft spot for him. um, Because he is a lovely lad. He's a great little footballer, isn't he? And he's a great little footballer. And when he first joined Walsall, everyone was sort of talking about what a great footballer he was. I think Dean Keats was impressed by his ability when he first joined. I spoke to George Dobson. He called him a wonderful little footballer. Um, he he had one brilliant game against Wickham um, I remember where he ran the game and that is what he's got his passing ability is fantastic um, he's, he is a lovely little footballer. there's no other way to <laughs> That's, say it that, it was, is,
0: like the go-to, that uh, is the go-to description of Conor Ronan isn't it
1: but he didn't impose himself on games um, at all Um uh, bar that Wickham game really. He um, Well he needs
0: a system to work for him as well, doesn't he? He
1: needs a system to work for him. To be honest, I think there was a fair few times he bottled challenges. I don't think he really wants to get stuck in. Um mm-hmm. he, he could be a lot stronger in the tackle. He looks to me like an out and out number ten, a little bit like Erin Oztuma. Tuma, but Erin Oztuma Tuma has managed to use his size to his advantage. Yeah. He's very strong on the ball, Tuma, even though he's only five foot three. And it doesn't seem like Ronan, who's obviously a lot younger, has has learned has learned how to do that. To me, and this is what me and Tim Spears were saying earlier, he looks tailor-made for European football.
0: Yeah.
1: If he was in the Dutch league or the Spanish second division, or I think he would, with time on the ball, he would ping it around all day. Always find his man. And he would look lovely. Mm. It's one of them where is he really going to cut it in? in like the cut and thrust of League One where you you cannot back out of the odd challenge like I've seen Ronan do so undoubted ability absolutely undoubted ability he's a wonderful talent but is he ready to learn his trade in League One? I'm not sure he is um, I don't I don't, I don't know what's next for Conor Ronan but um, obviously it's not going to be at Walsall so.
0: Interesting one anyway uh, certainly a player to keep an eye on um, Let's talk about Jack Fitzwarren and Kane Wilson Yeah should we start
1: with Kane should we start with Kane I start with Kane um, so his loan is a season long loan agreed in the summer that's come to an end um, all loans it's my understanding have a review option um, yeah. um, so both clubs can look at it in January and assess how the players get it done. for me Kane Wilson is a really really is another interesting one because he's got a lot of attributes at his disposal. He is he's got it all really, everything you want as a footballer. To me, he looks lost on the pitch at times. Yeah. Um I just, his game management, his game understanding isn't there um at the moment. He's 18 years old. When he's 25 years old, he's probably gonna be a hell of a player. Yeah. Um but at eighteen it's not there and League One is not the place to be learning. No. Um he makes <clears throat> it's just positional sense, his decision making um, particularly when he played a couple of games at right back, he looked lost to me. It looked like he didn't know whether to go to the ball, go to the man, follow his mark. He looked, he looked, he looked a little bit lost. And his best performances for Walsall have been further forward. They've been on the wings. Um, he did play very well at Peterborough um, on the left wing. So I think, I think Kane Wilson needs to work out what he is first and foremost. Mm. I don't even think he knows what his best position is. Um, and then I think he needs to go out on loan to get games. Probably in League Two. I think what would really suit him is a League Two club doing really well. Yeah. Where if he makes a mistake, it maybe won't get punished. Mm. Um, but where he has, he definitely has the attributes to impact the game going forward in a positive way. So, I just think, Walsall are a young team anyway. They've got a lot of inexperienced players, and I think Kane Wilson's lack of experience just it just isn't a good mix at the minute.
0: Yeah. So he won't be coming back. No. But. But Jackie Boy might.
1: Jack Fitzwater in the most bizarre it's quite a bizarre one this, isn't it? It
0: is it, strange. When you told me, I was like, You what? It is odd.
1: Um but I gotta say, I'm absolutely delighted for him. Um absolutely delighted for him. Um big, big fan of Jack Fitzwater, smashing lad. I think he's a cracking centre back. Um and yeah, he's been recalled by Albion for one game, essentially. Um, he's not played for Warsaw in the FA Cup all season. They, wouldn't, mm. they, would, they didn't grant him permission to play. They've recalled him now for their Cup game against Wigan on Saturday. Looks very much like he will start that game. He will certainly make his debut if he comes off the bench, but it does look like he will start. Darren Moore wants to rest players. Um, it's been hectic for everyone over the Christmas period. We're told he also wants to look at Fitzwater... Mm. He wants to see how he's developed. From the moment Fitzwater's come back to also for a second spell, it's been very clear just how much Albion think of him. I think Darren Moore told Fitzwater in the summer he was fourth choice centre-back. Yeah. Um, then had the choice whether um, he wanted to stay and be on the bench, or if he wanted to go out and play football. Um, and the one thing, having spoken to Jack Fitzwater many times, is he appreciates more than any other player, really, that I've spoke to just how important playing is. You look at his loans, it, he was at Hensford Town, mm. he was at Forest Green, he's come to Walsall. He really believes he's developed because he's playing. Yeah, And that was why he opted to come to Walsall in the summer, not the other way around. I mean, some I mean, some people are probably criticising him for not staying and fighting for his place, but he wants to play every week. He thinks yeah. that's where you learn. And he'd rather go back to Albion with 50, 60 games under his belt than having not played mm. for half a season so <clears throat> he made that decision undoubtedly he's well thought of at Albion he'll get a chance to show what he can do I really really hope he does well it'll be a weird one I'll be looking to see how he gets on on Saturday I'll be looking to see if he's made, made the start in 11 um, but fingers crossed he starts he does well and then um, Just pray he doesn't get injured pray he doesn't get injured yeah I didn't think of that you pointed that out to me earlier and I oh, didn't yeah. think of that because when it first broke I think a lot of people were saying well, will he come back will he come back he will come back um, And he'll come back for those reasons, really. Because he wants to play football and because Albion have got an awful lot of strength and depth. Um, Mm. He's not going to get past Dawson, Hagazi, Bartley. They've got the other lad on loan from Man City as well. Yeah, it's hosting Adderabai. So... Fitzwater is going to want to play, um, and there's a lot of competition at Albion, so he is going to come back unless unless he does get injured. Um, and that
0: would be absolutely devastating. That's the last thing you want. Your last thing you want is a hamstring, and he's out for a couple of months.
1: Yeah, that would be absolutely shocking. So best of luck to Jack Fitzwater on Saturday. Hope he gets his debut. Hope he comes through it unscathed. Um, and then fingers crossed, he'll come back and play a huge part in the second half of the season for Warsaw.
0: I'll actually be there at the game as well, so I'll keep, I'll an, eye- yeah. I'll keep an eye out. Oh, brilliant.
1: You yeah. can text me a little report. You yeah, can be I'll on Fitzwater that. watch.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Fitzwater watch, yeah. Oh, I like that.
1: Smashing laddies,
0: yeah. Um, and the last departure, Dylan Parker. Oh, yeah, forgot about him, did you? No, no,
1: no, no, <laughs> I just wasn't expecting him to be in this segment.
0: Yeah, no, no, I'll, <laughs> I'll add him in. Um, a uh, lone move for him. Um, chance for him to step up into men's football.
1: Yeah, well, he was signed from Stratford, um, where he played men's football, and then Walsall brought him in to the academy. He was the in the summer, Keats axed. Basically, axed the youth team. He wasn't impressed with many of them. The only mm-hmm. player who got a deal was Dylan Parker. Um, so he's highly thought. Of. He initially only got a three-month deal or a six-month deal. I can't remember. That got extended to the end of this season. Um, and Keats basically said, "Yeah, he wants him playing men's football." He's for the whole of the fir- for the whole of the first half of this season. He has trained with Walsall's first team every day. He's been with the first team training. Yeah. Now the step up to go and get some football. Russia Olympic, absolutely smashing club. Um, fantastic club. Um, the Allens there, they do an absolutely wonderful job running that club. So, mm. and Liam McDonald's manager there, who is just fantastic. He's such a good non league manager, isn't he, Liam yeah, McDonald? Um, yeah. Really good to deal with, plays football the right way. Really good move for Dylan Parker. Fingers crossed he'll go there, get some goals, and then that will that will sort of, be, if he goes there and scores a lot of goals, that'll really help him earn a new deal at Walsall for next season.
0: Yeah, so fingers crossed to him. Let's go on to arrivals. This is what everyone really loves. Arrivals? Yeah. Yeah. Matty J, Matty <laughs> Jarvis, bit of Eng- a shock. England international at like the banks. One's
1: cost West down ten point seven five million. I
0: tell you what, it's a lot of money, isn't it? It's a hell of a lot of money.
1: That I can't imagine there's been many Walsall players that come, people have come to Walsall after being.
0: He walks in with his England cap on. Yeah, well, I'm worth ten million to me. It's not bad, is it? I tell you what, good bit of business <clears throat> that. Good bit of business. If he's fit. Exactly. Well, that's the
1: issue, isn't it? Um, so it's. I mean, if he's fit. It's a hell of a sign, and everything we're hearing is he's fit. Keith says he's been training for the last two or three months. Um, he's played for Norwich in the Checker Trade Trophy this season. He played against Wolfsburg last week for their under twenty threes. Um, trained on Monday apparently with Warsaw. Um, they had a day's obviously they had Charlton on Tuesday. He was at that game. Um, Wednesday they all had a recovery day. He trained today, Thursday, and then he's due to obviously train tomorrow as well, Friday going to be in the squad for the weekend. Keats mm. has confirmed that. I mean, I remember watching him years ago and he's like... I mean, he's a bit like... I mean, it's a big comparison, but he's a bit like uh, left a poor man's David Beckham on I the left. I knew you were <laughs> going to say
0: it. I knew you were going to say it. I knew you were going to say it. It's a claim.
1: It's a claim. But he has got a hell of a delivery on him. I can yeah. remember him wh- whipping balls in. and he, I mean, his crossing ability is absolutely outstanding. Um, I mean for forgot to say LeBloge's won an England cap I mean he's, costing, I mean, he's he, he was quality there's, yeah. no, there's no two ways about it he was quality um,
0: and Andy Cook will be loving and, the Andy, sound of this
1: and the one thing about Andy Cook is um, the goals he scored this season he hasn't had a lot of that service you know like mm. Ginelli for, for, as good as Ginelli's delivery is and, and I, I, I've got to say I do think Ginelli's delivery can be outstanding he was a right footed winger playing on the left
0: yeah an inverted so, winger yeah. yeah
1: so he would cut in um, a lot and that meant he didn't get a lot of crosses in in terms of a real real a real fact like dangerous crosses Or and he, he wanted to go for goal a lot himself which is completely understandable Zelly Ismail is more yeah trick way to step over trick your way to the byline and send it in sort mm. of winger it's not that Nat Beckham delivery if you like where you just whip it round yeah um, I mean, you have to say Luke Leahy is very good at whipping the ball around. I mean, at Bradford, he sent in two crosses. I called them in my piece on the Monday, Premier League deliveries, because they were that good. Um, but Jarvis will will add that. Um, and Cook's going to love that. He's going to absolutely love that. And when you think he hasn't had a winger like that to play off, mm. and he's already got 11 goals. Um, I mean, look, Keith, the truth is, Keith said it himself. He said that they wanted Ryan Jarvis, and they think he's going to be absolutely brilliant for Andy Cook. Um, so... I mean, look, if he's fit, he is going to be fantastic.
0: I mean, set pieces, just think of it.
1: Yeah, set pieces. Um,
0: <sighs> on a dead ball, if you're in League One and you see Matt Jarvis stepping up.
1: And just his experience, like this is what Walsall is killing Walsall at times, like against Luton, like against Sunderland, where they didn't waste time. They, didn't, they don't make the right decisions. They're not mm-hmm. very good at holding on to a lead. So his delivery, his work rate, his experience, Wow. Could be an amazing signing. Could be amazing.
0: I mean, him and Russell <clears throat> Mayen had that experience now, don't they? You look at them players and you think, these are the guys to teach to yeah. some of the youngsters.
1: And perhaps, yeah, and equally I'd say Joe Edwards, him coming back into the mm. side, that's absolutely huge as well. Adam Chambers will hopefully come back one day as well. So One day. One day, I mean, who knows when, but hopefully one day. But <clears throat> yeah, I mean, what a signing it could be. The, look, the bottom line is, he hasn't played for two and a half years. He's got a two-year-old son, I think, who's never seen him play football. Um, it's an awful, awful long time not to play a competitive game. Mm. And that is the reason why he's at Walsall. Because let's be honest, a, player, a fit Matt Jarvis is playing for Norwich, isn't he?
0: Yeah, Even this knowledge team that are doing so well Uh, Yeah, he gets
1: in that team. He is still at the top of a championship, no problems whatsoever. Um, So he's moved to a mid-table League One club. And the reason why is because of that injury record and because he hasn't played a competitive game for two and a half years. But fingers fingers crossed, he is fit, stays fit for the next six months and starts to get back to his best. Because if he does, I mean, wow, he's going to be brilliant. But there's no doubt about it. It is a gamble.
0: It's a gamble, but it's thing, I think it's one which will pay out in the end. A gamble um, worth taking. Yeah, a gamble <clears throat> worth taking. On the other end of the spectrum, you've got Matt Jarvis come in with all this experience, and now you've got Omar Musa. Omar Moussa. Omar Moussa. You, I'm going to be honest with you, Joe, I had no idea who this lad was. Oh, no, I don't think
1: anyone knows who he is. Um, the lad who announced his own signing at Walsall um, took to Instagram to tell everyone he joined.
0: When, and then deleted the post. And
1: then wasn't and wasn't supposed to. um <clears throat> Really, really interesting quotes from Dean Keats um, on Musa. He says he's an attacking midfielder and they've got really high hopes for him. He says he's something a bit different to what they've got, what they've got and what they've had. So... You'd say sort of direct comparison to attacking midfielder would be Conor Ronan. So it's going to be mm. interesting to see how he differs from Conor Ronan.
0: What you were going to say he's a poor man's Joe Coleman. <laughs> <laughs> he might be. <laughs> <doesn't> he? <laughs> um,
1: <clears throat> but six-month deal with a year's option in Walsall's favour. I think that's key. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd love to know. I'd, 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 we're seeing Keats tomorrow, um, Friday. So it's... I don't know where Moussa is. Is he, is he Is he? signed to play? Is he going to be on the bench? Is he d- development squad? Um, I, d- I don't know is the honest answer, but it'd be interesting to ask him about him and see if he sees him pushing for a start or on the bench this season. Could be interesting. Could be interesting, yeah. It's, a, it's an exciting signing, I think.
0: Yeah, I, I put a poll in this story when it was originally launched saying, are you excited to see Omar Moussa? 67% of all fans are excited. 67%. Two thirds. Two thirds. Exactly. Yeah. Uh but yeah, intriguing, intriguing. Right, should we get on to questions because we're forty-five minutes in. Oh or my so? god, we're we forty-five minutes in. Forty-five minutes in. Can you believe how quick that's gone?
1: No, it's ridiculously quick.
0: Alright, let's get on to them. <clears throat> let's get on to them. Martin Flanagan. Would have to be one minute. This question is written all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> would have to be why we seem so inconsistent i'm assuming why do we seem so inconsistent we seem to do all right against teams like sunderland and luton apart from the late goals then teams at the bottom of the league are going to throw us like we ain't even there
1: yeah i've asked that question to everybody joe edwards answered it by saying if i knew that i'd be pep guardiola um which i think probably best sums it up i've got absolutely no idea why they're so inconsistent it's ridiculous um I just, I just don't know. I, I don't know why they're so inconsistent. I just wish they. I, like, <clears throat> I get to speak to the Warsaw players a lot. I get to interview them a lot. They're all on rotation, so I speak to them all pretty evenly. They are good, good, good lads. The vast, vast majority of them are good, good lads. They're doing their best. They're working hard. Um, I've just got absolutely no idea why they're so inconsistent, with, with the exception of these mistakes. And it just seems. The one thing I want to say about Walsall is in when when they in these lulls, in these bad performances, is I can't remember a game this season where they've had to rely on Leon Roberts. Yeah. I don't remember a game where they've lost two nil where it could have been four or five because Leon Roberts has pulled off three or four worldies. I don't remember a game that they've won it one nil and snatched it because Liam Roberts has pulled off there's one last year I gave him I gave Liam Roberts ten out of ten. I get loads of stick for it on the desk. He's the only player I haven't given ten out of ten to. I think Walsall beat Oxford. Um, and he made three or four saves that were just absolutely outstanding. <clears throat> mm. And Walsall aren't conceding a lot of chances. They're genuinely not. They're not, as a whole, I don't think they're actually defending that badly. But somehow, they it's almost like they get together before a game and take it in turns. Who's going to make a massive mistake? <laughs> they're just sharing these mistakes out throughout the team. Ferrier, the latest one um, <clears throat> at Charlton. And it's not one of them that's at fault. It's all of them collectively. Um, and you'd like to think it would stop, but it's gone on so long now. Um, mm-hmm. So when will it stop? Um, I just don't know. So it either has to stop or Keats will get rid of, get rid of a lot of players. Um, for some of them, it might, he might have already made his mind up. I'm not sure. But fingers crossed. I honestly believe if Walsall will stop just make sixty, sixty, seventy percent less mistakes. Fifty percent, they'd have a lot more points. Mm. Um, so if they can start doing that, they'll push up the table quickly. And then, um, <clears throat> but if not, they'll keep some make changes in the summer. No doubt
0: about it. Chris five four seven one asks: Is four four two system still one you can build a squad around in league football, or is it merely a plan B these days? And the main formation needs to be a more complex in the modern game. Does it, how does this affect Warsaw being as we seem to build for four four two in the summer?
1: Completely understand the question. I completely get why he's asked it. I would say you can have four four two as Plan A point one as long as you've got a Plan A point Wolves mm. um, We've been at their best this season when they've played four four two. They look really, really organised, and when it's in full flow, it's lovely. Um, if I mean, let's say Matt Jarvis let's just say for Janelli for now when Janelli was in full flow when Zelie Ismail was in full flow when Dobson was being box to box when mm. Cook was holding the ball up when Ferrier looked bright I mean it looked it was such a good formation um, <clears throat> it really really worked the players looked organised they looked drilled um, that's what Keats has really got across to them they really were organised and drilled and they, they played the system so well but I agree, in the modern game, it's too easy to put an extra man in midfield and just mm. bypass that too. Yeah. Far, far, far too easy. So, the diamond's an option, that's why they've gone to that in the last couple of weeks, but I think someone's going to ask, I think there's another question about a diamond, I do not want to talk about that, And I do, but I do think you need, at times, I think the diamond might be a good way around it for Walsall, when you would have four players in the middle and against a three, or okay. even just the holding midfield at the base of the diamond against the midfield two. But yeah. you have to work really, really hard if you're in a midfield two and you're against the midfield three. Mm. Um, and I think a lot of times you'll lose that battle. So it's okay to play four four two, and it's okay for it to be your primary formation. But if a team is going to put three in the middle, you've got to be able to adapt, I think.
0: Fair. Henry Wilkes, when Keats said there would be two coming in a few days, does he mean two for the whole window? we definitely need more than 2 signings.
1: No, it doesn't mean two for the whole window. <clears throat> it's just a turn of phrase. He said one or two. It was just one of those phrases. Right? Are you gonna, like, mm-hmm. I, I might say to him, I was genuinely looking, are you going to make any additions? And they'll say, yeah, yeah, we're open for one or two, blah, 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 blah. But it was just, he just met, he didn't really mean it as in specific numbers. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he's, we've got a story on the website today that includes Jarvis and Moose. He wants, he's looking at other players, he's talking to other players, money is available. His point was, a lot of clubs are chasing the same players. So I don't think we can guarantee there'll be another arrival this month. I can't mm. guarantee it. I'd expect there to be. Um, and Keats are certainly working hard to bring in more players. But there's two, two has come in and they're certainly, certainly looking for more.
0: Good point. Chris off Yates. Christ off Yates. Yeah. Any news on further contracts to the ones out of contract in the summer? I've heard Nicky Devlin is when to drop his wages to stay, but Keats has still told him no. For me, two of the three remaining Whitney 2017 signings will go this summer.
1: Um, no, Keats is a little... I've only asked him about it a couple of times, but he's a little bit cagey about contracts. Um, <clears throat> doesn't like to talk about them. Because I thought, like... I asked him about contracts once, and he didn't really answer. He basically said, you'll have to wait and see. And then I said...
0: That's a journalist's dream, by the way, when you get that an answer. Yeah.
1: And then I said, but you're going to want to give John Guffrey one, aren't you? Um, and he was like, yeah, but you're going to have to wait and see. Um, yeah. so, <clears throat> so it was a bit of a struggle to ask. Um, um, uh, I mean, I've not, so I haven't... So I haven't heard a lot about contracts. Um, one thing I would say was there's was a story about Luke Leahy that came out that championship clubs are on alert and Keith said that... Cause, and the, the, sorry, the story came out in the Daily Mirror that Luke Leahy had turned down a new deal. Also asked Keats about that and he said Luke Leahy has not been offered a new deal. He was clear on that. It doesn't mean he won't be offered a new deal. I'm just saying he hadn't been at that point. So mm. there's not a lot of news on the contract front. I think Keats has question marks over a lot of players. And I think players are playing for their futures. Um, and I think he will probably wisely make a decision on a lot of them at the end of the season. I think if one of them has an absolute stormer from now until the end of the season, they can stay. Mm. They'll stay. But if uh, like I think Keats would. I don't think Keats will be. I don't think he'd mind moving a few of them on.
0: Playing for their <clears> futures. <throat> um, Joe Gibbons and a lot of other people are asking this as well. What are your thoughts on the rumours going around like Anthony Gerrard and Darren Bent? Um, I'll tell you what, Darren Bent would be an absolute baller, but I can't see it happening.
1: Um yeah, I mean the Anthony Gerald one I think that comes out every window. Look, I don't we do a column in the paper, um just an actual like you can talk about what you want basically, one rotation with it. Um we do it the writers have to do it once a week. <clears throat> one January or one or I don't know which one it was, but I did a I did a column on all the players I was told Walsall were gonna sign on social media. Yeah. Um I think the list got into like the, the late twenties, early thirties and I think two or three names were correct. Okay. Um, so I completely understand why fans, I mean, I like, why you go on Facebook and why you go on forums and why you look on Twitter for... Players being linked. Look, we all do it. We all love it. We all love transfer gossip.
0: Um, i tell you what, the masses here love it. They love it, don't they? Yeah, we well, were talking about the Transfer <clears> Rumours <throat> article the other day. Everyone was
1: loving it. That was this morning, yeah. Transfer Rumours story, that's right. On the Express and Star website, is arguably the most read story every day, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Um, In through January and, and through the summer, yeah.
1: Through January. and So, <clears throat> people love it. What I would say is, oh, I promise you this, I promise you, promise you, promise you this. 90% of the names that get linked aren't true. Um, Keats runs a real, real, real tight ship I don't think anyone saw Matt Jarvis or Omar Musa sign in before Omar Musa announced himself yeah. um, so like I don't, I think a lot of it just. <clears throat> I would be, I would be hugely, hugely surprised if Wolfsburg re-sign Anthony Gerrard. I won't. I'm not going to say it's not going to happen because, for all I know, they could, it could be at the training ground tomorrow holding his shirt. up. But <clears throat> I would be massively, massively surprised. And I just say, everyone, just take those rumours you hear on social media with a pinch of salt because I promise you, the majority are inaccurate and not
0: right. Boo. Boo. Um. <laughs> Pete, if you could bring in any current player from any league until the end of the season who would it be oh, that's
1: too, I saw that briefing I thought I need to think about that but I can't think about it. <clears throat> so any I mean any player from any league
0: any player from any league so you could bring Cristiano Ronaldo so obviously it? I'm bringing Ronaldo in if I could would you go for Ronaldo or Messi
1: I'm um, Ronaldo I am
0: you reckon he suits League 1 football a little bit uh, yeah, better yeah yeah right? he definitely
1: would suit League 1 Messi, football
0: <laughs> Messi's one of them who he wouldn't suit quite as much would he
1: no uh, definitely not maybe uh,
0: just, just a <clears> discount <throat> Conor Ronan
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so we did a thing. I water this down into, instead of any league anywhere. More realistic, but probably unrealistic. I'd like to see Tyler Roberts back from Leeds. From Leeds, yeah. Um, I think he's magic. Before um, he was sensational in his first spell at Walsall. Um, I think Walsall need a striker to play off Cook. They need goals. I mean, they cannot keep relying on Cook for goals. If if we didn't have Cook's eleven goals, that would be worrying. Um, so I'd love to see a striker play off him and being realistic um, but still a bit dreamy I'd like to see Tyler Roberts back but any one of that mould really
0: I'm still a fan of the Darren Bent suggestion <laughs> Darren Bent <laughs> I love Darren Bent but that's, that's, that's a Villa fan talking
1: the thing with um, like Darren Bent is oh I
0: tell you what he was offside all the time
1: I mean like I'm Ipsi- I support Epstitch didn't I so like I mean I I used to watch him smash him with when people go on about throwing names, I mean, he's a free agent, isn't he?
0: Yeah, he was at Burton, wasn't he, for a little bit. Um, he was at Burton, yeah. And, from Derby, and then I don't know where he's gone after that. I've seen him on TV a couple of times doing a bit of punditry.
1: Yeah, he's a free agent. So, like Darren Bent has had all, all the last four months to find a club, hasn't he? Mm. So I don't think anyone in January is on on like January the twelfth is going to go. I'll tell you what, we'll sign Darren Bent. Like, I think if mm. they're going to sign him they'd have done the w- research by now, and you might as well announce him on January the first because you've had the time to do that, haven't you? Like, there's no reason to go. Oh, hang on, we'll sign Darren Bent. So it's the third of January now. I mean, the window's only been open for two days, really. Yeah. But I'd imagine any cl- like I'd imagine you'd bring him in already if Warsaw wanted them, they'd have brought him in by now. But who knows? Darren Bent might sign might sign for a club in January, and I'll be proved wrong. But to me, if Warsaw were going to sign him, they'd probably have him by now.
0: Mm. Uh, Robert Dern what's the biggest change you would like to see off the pitch apart from the obvious like Bonser the rent or any sale of the club
1: um, so great question this is just off the, this is not off the top of my head because I saw it 10 minutes before we came in to do the poddy but what I really like and I've always liked it is Bradford season tickets yeah 179 quid, Um and that gets you every game so I think that's a bargain. Cup included. <clears throat> I think I'm not sure about that, but I think I think there's a chance it is cup included. Mm. So what I would do is I would charge 120 pounds for Walsall season tickets. Yeah. Um, and I would have it on a direct debit, so everyone pays 10 pound a month. Uh huh. So no one's going to miss 10 pound a month, really. Um, you pay 10 pound a month for your season ticket. That gets you to all games, and. Kids free, but it is free anyway, and I would absolutely blitz schools um, to give them free tickets.
0: And Jeff Bonser right now is smashing the device he's listening to this on.
1: Even yeah, I mean, I think I have briefly spoken to someone at the club, innit? I think they said basically that they don't they don't think they'd make them enough money by doing it. But to me, it's all about the future. I'm a bit. Someone said to me the other day. I'm rambling on a bit now, but someone said to me the other day, Walsall's becoming an old man club. And like the attendances are, are getting older, not younger. That really, really worries me. Um, and I just think get people in. I think for 120 quid, League One football, £10 a month, I think that's a brilliant, brilliant deal. If that's yeah. what's good, you're, at your, like, you're basically saving yourself money because you'll spend more on a Saturday by not going to the game, wouldn't you? You'll yeah. end up doing something else. And you'll spend more than that, than what you'd spend going to the game. Go for Nandos or something. you go for Ando's, yeah. you go for Ando's. Your missus will take you uptown and end up wanting something. Something will happen.
0: Your missus is nice, isn't she? <laughs> I end up taking over.
1: I have to pay. Exactly, yeah. But, like, something will happen and you end up doing something with you Saturday that will cost you more money than going to Walsall. So, for a tenner a month, go to, go to the banks of the stadium, watch some football, get the atmosphere going... Um, Get young fans in, and that is what i do. It might be, like I said, it's off the top of my head. It might be a rubbish idea. It might not work business-wise. It might not work at all. I don't know. But I'd like to see it given a go. It
0: worked um, shirt sales. Think about it that way.
1: Shirt sales, people in the ground buy a coffee and a pie. And let's just, I just think the atmosphere, like the Northampton game... I know it was there was so much riding on it when Dobson scored that goal, but the atmosphere was absolutely brilliant. And that was because they had a, they had a ticket concession on that day. Of course, of course the importance of the game made a difference. Um, but I just think get people in, get people in, the atmosphere increases, get younger people in, keep the fan base, get it growing. £10 a month, I think that's a cracking price. And Keats always says all he wants is to give Walsall um, a town as a town, a team to be proud of. And I think that would make people quite proud.
0: There we go. Joe Massey, get him in charge. Uh, last question comes from Dan Hayes. Um, do you think the diamond used of late is more effective than four four two, especially now Gino you know, has moved on?
1: <laughs> so this is the question I wanted. Um, I wanted to, I'm obsessed with
0: formations. You love a diamond, you do?
1: love a formation, absolutely. I, can't, I want to say this, because I wanted to say this on a podcast. I'm going to shoehorn it in very quickly. Three at the back. No. I was listening to Graham Soutnas, right, and he said something that was so clever. I absolutely loved it. He said football formations are like a are like you do du- a duvet or a blanket that are too small for you. Mm. He said if you pull it over your feet, your shoulders get cold, and if you pull it over your shoulders, your feet get cold. And that is so true of all formations. All formations there are ways to exploit them. Mm. Um <clears throat> So the way to exploit a diamond formation is to get the ball wide. As simple as that, you want a winger. A, if you've got a good winger and a good attacking fullback, you are basically two on one every time.
0: Yeah, isolates um, the fullback.
1: Isolates so. the fullback. So what, the only way around that in the diamond is if your two central midfielders are going to bust their balls to work in the middle of the park and out wide. Yeah. Now, the good news for Walsall is Liam Kinsella plays the right side of the diamond. Joe Edwards plays the left side of the diamond. Those two players are workhorses. Absolute workhorses. Um, <clears throat> Kinsella keeps saying he, 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 he rats about. That's what he does. He rats about. I mean, he's so much better than that. But he does get everywhere. Edwards gets everywhere. They could do that job, but... Devlin and Leahy will need protection. There's no doubt about that. So that's the risk with the diamond. And when it's worked well against Luton and Charlton, they don't play wingers. Mm. And I think that's a very, very important point, really, that Luton didn't have the wingers to exploit Walsall's diamond yeah. and Charlton were the same. Um, so it's how the diamond holds up against... A four-four-two, if you like, or a four-two-three-one, where there's two wide players and the fullbacks are going to bomb on. <clears throat> Absolutely, can be done. Luton are in that that if you get that system working, it's brilliant and it can really kick on. I think Walsall have got the players of Kinsella and Edwards. I like Gordon at the tip. I love Dobson at the base. Um, it's definitely doable, but I think you need. I do think they're going to need more options, and I think that's why Jarvis has come in maybe at times to shore up that left hand side and then whoever's on the right Elias Mel or Kieran Morris they're shore up that side so cracking formation like it probably as it stands it's Walsall's best system mm. but it's got its flaws and that's why we can't get carried away with it
0: yeah everyone loves some formation chat. right let's finish with a preview uh, jokes we're at, we're at an hour now um Bolton vs. Warsaw FA Cup third round. Uh, good luck with the Wi-Fi, by the way. Bolton's Wi-Fi is shocking.
1: Yeah, Spears is not big on their Wi-Fi at all.
0: It is poor. Honest, so, honestly, they had better Wi-Fi in the medieval ages.
1: Did they? Yeah. So the updates might be few and far between on Saturday.
0: I'm expecting a tweet saying I've arrived at <laughs> 7 p.m. <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, return of Ostuma.
1: Yeah, return of Ostuma. Been a bit in and out of Bolton, but I think he's going to play at the weekend. They got trounced by Hull. I saw that. Um, Hull are the Championship's informed team.
0: It's amazing, isn't it? Which is amazing, yeah. The Championship is a wackier league.
1: They're um, going to make a lot of changes from what we gather. Um, I think it's a very, very... I'm annoyed they've lost 6 now because they're going to want a reaction, aren't they? That should spur them on, but...
0: They'll, they'll, I'll tell you what, they'll either be dead on the floor... Or they'll be well up for it.
1: Yeah. Um, but Phil Parkinson has said that the league's a priority. Um, the Oz Tuma returns interesting. Um, but they're a club in an absolute mess. I mean, in November, the players didn't get played on time. Players and staff didn't get paid on time, um, which is not what you want in November. No. Um, so, yeah.
0: They've had arguments with journalists as well, I think. I think yeah, Mark Iles, uh, he was Yeah, he's kicked out of the he's ground. Banned, yeah, he. He's
1: banned, yeah, he's banned, yeah.
0: Because of a, a Muppets tweet.
1: Yeah, that's right, yeah. yeah. Um, he's a good lad, he is. Um, so yeah, it's all kicking off up there. But what you have to say very quickly about Bolton is, they are scrapping for Phil Parkinson. Mm. The Hull, the 6-0 Hull aside, they're in the relegation zone, but only by three points. When you're not getting paid, when you're threatening them and winding up orders, when you're hours away from administration, which is all things that have happened to them this season, they could easily let their standards slip and they haven't under Phil Parkinson I do think he's a very good manager mm. um, they are battling to stay in the championship they are battling to stay in so they're not a bad side it's going to be a real tough game quite are we doing predictions?
0: yeah I was going to ask you for a prediction I
1: quite fancy a draw you know you reckon? yeah I don't know why something can me saying draw I, 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 yeah I'd fancy Walsall more if they hadn't got beaten 6-0 Mm. But it wouldn't surprise me um, if we had a replay. Back at the Bankses.
0: I'm going 2-1 Warsaw. Nice. 92nd minute winner. Very precise. Yeah. Um, Matt Jarvis ball in. Yeah. Andy header. Cook header off the underside of the right side of the bar. Well,
1: wow, that really is
0: precise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I quite I'll tell you what, if that <clears> happens...
1: <throat> you go going wild.
0: Well, I'm not going to be there. I'm going to be at the, 12, the 12.30 kickoff for West Brom. What is that about?
1: It's not, it's not a great time. When, FA Cup
0: it? third round day. Every game should be on at three o'clock.
1: Three o'clock Saturday. Crack on. Yeah, I But agreed.
0: no, I'm, I'm there at 12.30, whatever that's about.
1: Um, yeah, that's not cool, is it? Um, Yeah. Well, I love 2-1. I think 2-1 also is a good prediction. But I might go 1-1. 1-1. 1-1.
0: I'll
1: let you have the
0: 2-1. Yeah. Well, I'm clearly more optimistic of us.
1: They're a championship side. It's the if it's, it's the fact they've got to beat 6-0 that really bothers me. mm I think they're they're going to have to put in a shift after that, at home in the third round of the cup. There's no excuse to oh, it, yeah. Tell
0: you what, imagine if they lose? The atmosphere right. wouldn't be great, would it? No, it
1: wouldn't be great, um, and it's definitely definitely possible.
0: Yeah, well, that just about does it, Joe, for yet another podcast. One which you were only given less than days planned for.
1: <laughs> a morning, and I've been working non-stop since. Yeah. So yeah, how long have we gone on for?
0: one hour five minutes mm-hmm. one hour five minutes it's decent one yabbered
1: yeah, on again haven't
0: I yeah can't help it can't help yourself can't help it can't anyway help. Uh, I'm left with nothing else to do but thank you Joe you're very welcome Let's thank everyone for listening there's hope for a win for the mighty sun.